good evening. A few minutes late. Had a problem going Facebook Live. I can't do it on my phone anymore through the Dream Dogs page. Don't know why. And uh, so when I do it on my phone, I have to do it through Victoria Warfel. So if you are on Facebook and you want to catch all of our streaming, because we did two today with the um, with Gypsy and with Candy while we were working them uh, for their breakfast today um if you want to catch that you have to friend me on facebook and that is victoria warfel w-a-r-f-e-l and uh and then we could be friends and then you'll see stuff whenever i go live especially if you put on there yeah let me know whenever they go live um then it works out really well and that's if you are on facebook if you are not on facebook then you don't have to worry about it because uh, what we do is we take this and we upload it on to our podcast called, and I did change the name of it, um, Nipopo Service Dog Training School with Victoria Warfel. Same name to friend me on Facebook. And why did I do that instead of how to train your service dog is it's shorter and it works better. Uh, Rich should be joining me tonight, which will be fun. Um, he doesn't always join me, uh, but with the time change, it's really screwed all of us up. Um, but, you know, hopefully he can get on here and join me. We head to Silver School on Saturday. So today's Tuesday. Saturday we go to Silver School in Missouri, which means we get to fly with everyone going on lockdown and saying, don't travel. But at least it's not a cruise. Uh, but we're going to Silver School for him. It'll be his first time, my third time. Hi, Nicole. And we're excited. I think Gypsy's going to come too. Um, Gypsy will come because I do need a service dog when we're there or he has to be with me all the time and that doesn't always happen. Um, and we're renting an Airbnb. So it's my first time doing Airbnb and it is a big old farmhouse, a four bedroom, two bath farmhouse on 200 acres. Uh, so we're taking, there's one downstairs bedroom and three upstairs bedrooms. Um, and couches and place for air beds and stuff, but we're taking the downstairs bedroom and then three people are taking the three upstairs bedrooms and then we have one couch or blow up bed sleeper. Uh, so it should be fun with only two bathrooms. What's that? Six people is like kind of the limit on what I want to do. Um, I know there, you know, there's a few of them that are guys and they can go pee outside, but I'm not going to tell them that. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be our fun, is we're heading to uh, to Missouri for Rich's first time. He's a Nipopo virgin, but that's okay. That's good. Uh, what we want to talk about is uh, reproduction with service dogs. Um, you might know uh, about Gypsy and about the Hope Dogs, so we're going to discuss those. Uh, and should your service dog remain intact or be neutered? Uh, that's what I wanted to discuss tonight. We had a few things to discuss that were possibilities, and um, this one won. Do you know how long it took for us to decide? About 30 seconds. Uh, we were going to talk about nose work or teaching the take and out, but we decided instead uh, to talk about the reproduction because Gypsy was spayed last week. And with Gypsy being spayed last week, why we did that, weren't we talking about breeding her? Of course we were talking about breeding her. That was the goal whenever we got her, which is why she would have remained intact and why at the time I had Arrow and then I also had Roma. So she, off duty for heat cycles and off duty for having puppies, you know, Arrow or Roma would have been able to fill in. And then whenever Arrow unexpectedly died, after uh, Roma had gone to her new owner, I was left without, uh, you know, with just Gypsy. And if she would come into heat, I was going to be up a crick, which is why we got Candy, 
who is a female intact that we will breed and Django male. Um, and we decided he's getting neutered. <laughs> I have to schedule it with Caleb, but uh, whenever we get back from silver school, uh, we'll take him and we'll see if, if she can do that. If not, we'll get it done here um, and get him neutered because service dogs should not be intact. And here's how I came to that conclusion. Females, you want them to go through one or two heat cycles. You know, if you can spay them after, I want to say it's three months after their heat cycle is the lowest time for their hormones. So three months after would be three months before, hopefully the next one. That is the ideal time to spay your female. Okay. Um, they, they should go through at least one heat, one heat cycle. And what do you do when your, your bitch is in heat? You have a crate set up for them and she's going to spend a lot of time in the crate. If you have mutt mats, uh, mutt mats are great to put in the crate and then you just toss them in the wash. Or if they're bleeding a lot, you can get little doggy diapers too. Um, I don't know what they call them, dog underwear. Um, you know, like female underwears, um, doggy diapers, but it's not for pee, it's for bleeding. So they have like a little tail hole cut out. Um, you could also use... Are doggy diapers different than doggy... Um, uh, period panties? Yeah, period panties. We'll call them period panties, trademark Vicky. Um, so, so you could do that. You could also take a pair of men's boxer briefs and flip them. So where the crotch hole is, is where the tail comes out. Okay. And it's just to prevent them from drip dropping blood all over your house. You know, we have um, tile in the, in our bedroom here um, and in the two bathrooms and we have wood throughout the rest of the house. So if they drip drop blood, it's not a huge deal. You know, Luke has carpeting in his bedroom and we have some weird thing in the, um, in the dog room. So. And we would like we, a longer carpet one day. Yeah. We'd like to have carpet someday. Area rugs is, is the goal, but you know, like I said, they'll drip drop it. So whenever they're in heat, they spend a lot of time in the crate. It's three weeks is usually what you have to count for when the, when the girls are in heat. And if you have any intact males, have fun. Uh, during our last service dog training school, the end of uh, February, we had two intact females who were in heat and we had five intact males in the house for the weekend that we were teaching. Uh, talk about fun. Um, but what we noticed with Seth is, you know, the males, uh, they have a one track mind. I've heard of males not eating um, and just whining and pacing the entire time until they can get back to their girl. Arrow was six, I think, whenever we neutered him. And he never acted that way. It was never an issue. We could work him beside an intact female in heat. We could put him in a downstay and she'd be drip dropping blood right beside him and he never cared. Um, but not all dogs are that way. So um, here we have some questions. Anjanette said, I'm so sorry about Gypsy. I hope if Moose is cleared to breed in May, we'll be able to partner somehow. I appreciate your dedication to breeding. We're going to discuss that, Anjanette. And then Chloe said, how old is Django again? About a year, right? Yes, he just turned a year the end of February. So he's clear to neuter um, whenever I want to. He's after a year. So a year is the minimum. And Rue, we did it 11 and a half months because he was driving me crazy. You know, so it's not that, you know, oh, it's the magic time. Uh, you can do an x-ray to see if their growth plates are closed. Um, but, you know, if you give them a year... And then females, like I said, three months after their heat, that's, that is the best for hormonal development. 
And Jeanette says, nine days is what I've read. Mine lost nine pounds when mama was in heat. Yeah. And Karen says, Seth has a great appetite now that the heat cycle is over. He's more focused now too. So Karen had Seth. And while Lucy was in heat and Seth was doing his duty, um, there was no, um, he, he didn't, he had no focus. He wanted to be with her. Um, he didn't want to eat. So it can happen. Now, if this is your service dog and there's females in heat around for whatever reason, you know, his first priority isn't you anymore. His first priority is getting to them bitches. He wants to go make them babies. And you can't have that being a service dog. You need to be the top priority, which is why Django is getting neutered. Um, that, and since we have the Goldens, I don't need ugly puppies. Um, Ivan is an hour away. If somebody wants a good stud, you know, I'd love to keep him intact. Uh, he's looking at me. Um, but, you know, hormones. So he'll get snip snipped. Um, like I said, I'll have to talk to Kayla about it and see when we can schedule it for after we get back from Silver. He just sighed. That was his big sigh. Um, so then he doesn't have to worry about it when females are in heat because we have um, Ginger, we have Lucy, we have Candy, and they're all females in heat. Well, not in heat right this second, but they will be. And like I said, the only reason that Candy is going to remain intact is because I have Gypsy and I have Django to work whenever she can't. Now, Gypsy's too small for mobility, and Django's only a year. Remember what I said? He's only a year. How can I use him for mobility? I am very conscientious of how much weight and stress I put on him. Um, so he's doing some brace, some counterbalance, some forward momentum pull. But like I said, very, very conscientious of it. And we need to, uh, whenever he goes into the vet, we need to do the x-ray to see how his growth plates are. And then we'll probably do his, um, his hips and his elbows too, just to make sure. Will we send him to OFA? Probably not. Just probably get the vet's opinion on it. Uh, and make sure everything's good and then keep those for our records. And then if we decide to send them, we can. Um, Chloe said, I thought males, you wait until two. Why so soon? Uh, so with that, with the mythical two, um, it's supposed to be two to start mobility. I don't start mobility at two. I start mobility at about four months old, but I'm not stupid about it. <laughs> not saying that you're stupid about it, Chloe. Um, but we... Uh, what you want is for the growth plates to be fully closed. In some dogs, it can be a year. Some dogs, it could be two. I've actually had clients who have been told by their vets that they cannot neuter their male dog until their male dog is three years old. And it was a small pity mix or pity dog, you know. I, maybe a giant breed, like a, a Great Dane or a Mastiff, it might take them until they're two or three to fully finish developing not a Django, not a golden, you know, uh, somewhere between one and two. So as long as they're one or older, it's good. And you got to figure too, Chloe, how many people do pediatric neuters and pediatric spays? And at least this way they get a year of that hormonal development. But whenever they're about a year old, they kind of get silly about things. So, you know, like I said, for him, it's time for the snip snip. Teresa said, I don't think five-year-old intact. Caleb noticed anything going on during those four days of service dog school, but we know he's a goofball. Yeah, he was fine. Um, he, you know, just one more, one more intact, you know. When Gypsy had her first heat, we had, I think, four intact males in the house for those three weeks, which was super fun. Uh, but I, I don't have where, you know, oh, they're dragging me over to them. Oh, they're whining inconsolably. Like, I've, I've never experienced that because I tell them to knock it off. 
but you know, I noticed that the dogs, the boys would, you know, preen a little bit more to the other boys, you know, Hey, do you see my bitch over there? She's mine. No, she's not. She's mine. And you know, it just got to where, uh, you know, I, I don't want to deal with that whenever Candy comes into heat and whenever Lucy and Ginger come into heat. So since we have Seth, who is the, the golden male, and we have Lucy and we have Ginger, you know, we're, we're good that way. We're good. Um, we're not going to breed Malinois as fun as that would be. We're going to concentrate on the goldens. Uh, I keep telling Rich that wouldn't it be fun to breed Malinois? Um, but goldens are easier. Easier dogs for people, easier dogs to train, easier dogs to have, um, less worry about things with them. So we're going to do the Goldens. Uh, we're going to do Candy a couple litters, and we'll do Roma. Uh, at least one litter provided she um, she passes everything. So Anthony says, so when I get my female or male, I don't have to worry about my male neutered if he mounted. Mounting is okay. Or should I still separate fully? How will my neutered dog act? I've never had a female, let alone an intact female. I don't have to worry about my male. So if you have a male right now, I do not let males mount or hump each other. Males don't hump males. Males don't hump females. Um, and I will prevent that from happening. So yes, I will separate them. How will my neutered dog act? Your neutered dog should be okay. You know, I mean, if it's a recent neuter and you have a female who's in heat, they could still have some swimmers in the pike. But uh, if you have a neutered male already, Anthony, I would recommend getting a female. You know, you always want to flip breeds if you can. Um, it just makes a little more peace and niceness in the house. Um, and then Nicole said, Rio is the oldest dog I've had intact. How old is uh, Rio now, uh, Nicole? And then Karen says, Holstein was a pediatric neuter and he did not notice the female in heat at all. And his presence was not noticed by Seth either. Yeah, so Holstein, um, so Karen has had Seth because intact male versus intact male here. We don't want any kerfluffles, as uh, Judge Judy would say. So Karen has Seth right now and I have Django. And then she has Lucy because Lucy was the one coming into heat and I have Ginger. And those are the Hope Service Dog Golden Retrievers that were donated to us by Sweetheart Goldens uh, by Melissa up in Colorado. Because I reached out to her whenever we found out that even though Gypsy had passed her OFA prelims with a fair, whenever we redid it six months later, they had dropped past borderline to mild. So when we did it a month later for her pen hip, her pen hip was on the bad side of average. So there's the middle of the average, not, you know, well, the bad side of the middle. So then there'd be the good half and there'd be the not good half. Yeah, Gypsy was in the not good half, not by much, but still not enough that it would really better the breed, even though she's passed every other health test, even though she has a fantastic temperament, we decided not to breed her. So instead of her being out of commission for three weeks, instead of her being out of commission for three to four months, whenever she would have puppies, she's spayed now. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, whenever Karen and I went up to Marina's uh, workshop in, what was that, October of last year. And then when we went to Silver School, um, Karen and I, in November of last year, Gypsy could not go. And so Candy went because Gypsy... The first time was in heat. The second time we didn't know if she was preggers or not. So we didn't want to bring her along and have any stress that would maybe not do well with the babies. So we didn't, we didn't bring her. And that's part of what you have to deal with whenever you have that female service dog. I also do not work my females when they're in heat out in public. 
um, at all. I do not work the females in heat because I'm not bringing a dog in a diaper to the store. I do have diapers for them. Gypsy hates the diapers. And here was the fun stuff. I had put a diaper on her and took her outside to show Autumn because Autumn was outside. And uh, this was her first or second heat cycle. And what does Gypsy do? She pees in the diaper. Yeah. I mean, now that we have the shed defenders, I could put a, a diaper and a shed defender on her, but come on. That's not fair to the dog either. So Stephanie says no land sharks, right? It's sad. Um, Nicole says he turned two in November for Rio. She's going to get his x-ray. She had to postpone because the oldest had to go to the vet in January. His x-ray should be going to OFA also. Good. And Chloe said, um, this might be a little off topic, but how do you correct mounting as an intact puppy matures so they don't do it to other males and females in groups and stuff? You just tell them to knock it off. Um, my dogs are all e-collar trained. By the time they're about three, four, five months old, we've already started. Uh, so you can e-collar, you can tell them to knock it off. Um, Django will sometimes try to mount the head end of candy. And I'm like, will you just stop? And then he'll put his paws up on her middle like, hi um he's just a little bit of a weirdo at times but we'll um yeah i just told him to, to stop doing that do you want to keep the box for the spaceship i mean space suit, space suit. um we don't need to keep the box we keep the little pouchy things to store them in they come with little pouch things yep i didn't see those yep they're in there um i see do you want to keep this for like honey or something? i'm live okay no we don't need to keep her Caller from whenever she was spayed for her scrapbook on when she got spayed. <laughs> oh Maybe gosh. that's like a scrapbook thing, you know. Uh, you you but you do definitely want the females to go through that first heat cycle. Gypsy's face got broader just during that first heat cycle because I take a lot of pictures, and I found pictures from before she went into heat and pictures during her heat cycle, and her face got broader just in a couple weeks. It was really strange. Um, Django, so say, what happens if you neuter early? If you neuter early, a male, if you neuter a male early, he gets more bitch-like, but he gets taller. So that's one of the things I've seen in the Royal Poodle group. So Royal Poodle is an unofficial, really tall, big poodle. And they say, oh, do a pediatric neuter so they get to grow really big. Yeah, because that's healthy for the dog. And then people wonder why they have ACL tears and why, like, their knees go out of joint and why they have hip problems because we're neutering them as infants. But at a year old, if his growth plates aren't fully closed yet for Django, you know, like, if he gets a little bit taller because of that, I'm willing to take that risk. You know, I kind of want big dog. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's been a query that I've had is why. Why recommend this? Now, we have cows. You guys know we have cows. Um, we will steer the boys. You know, uh, what will you do is you band. I um, mean, it's a device. Basically, you end up putting um, rubber bands on the top of their balls, where the balls connect to the body. And we actually do two when we do it. So you, you open it. You put the two rubber bands on it. You open it, you you clamp it, and then you, you pull the rubber bands off, and their balls will die. cut off blood supply, right? They'll shrivel up, they'll die, and they'll fall off out in the field somewhere. That's what you do with the steers. And we do it whenever they're two to three days old because I'm not breeding. I don't have to look for the biggest, the prettiest, the one that I'm going to keep for my female and do it at six months old. Plus, we are not set up really for cows. We have them, but we don't have a head catch. So I cannot do it at six months old. I cannot catch the cow at six months old and hold them down while we do that. The bull. Well, the bulls, yeah. So we have, you know, we bozy them. We do a selenium. 
Uh, we, we, you know, we do some stuff with them whenever they're first born. But one of the things we do is we ban them if they're boys. And then they become steers. Now, the bulls that we have, now bulls not neutered, steer is neutered. Um, the bulls, they look different from the steers because we neuter the steers so young. The steers have the same shape, head, and body as their moms. They're just taller and bigger, right? Um, the bulls are halfway between in size. But their head is different. And if you don't believe me, do a Google search for, you know, a bull and a steer and a cow, and you should be able to see it. Uh, Chloe Alsa asked, how do you recommend keeping up with the training during heat? My German Shepherd is 10 months old and expecting her heat anytime now, and I don't plan on working her, but I want to keep her mind sharp. So it depends on the female, just like us. <laughs> Some don't mind whenever they're in heat, and it's like nothing's going on. And other ones do care and they don't want to do anything and they just want to, you know, kind of whine and eat bonbons and watch TV. <coughs> so if, if we have a dog who likes to work, you know, we'll, we'll work some, but I might work on something easier. It might be working on downstays instead of working on public access stuff. It might be working on some, you know, stupid pet tricks uh, instead of something that you really, really need. You know what I mean? So you want to keep it going, but you don't have to. Honey, I can't see that. You can show it to me afterwards. Okay. He's passing notes. He's sitting across from me at the desk. Um, but yeah, so so you, you do want to work to a degree. Now, Gypsy's first heat cycle, she was happy to sleep for the most of it. And if I was back here doing something on the computer... She was back here. We always move a crate to the bedroom whenever they're in heat. And then they stay there. And I've I've always had intact male dogs with the females. You know, Arrow was intact. And then Django's been intact. And I just, you know, I, may, I we crate and rotate. You know, so if one of them's outside, we make sure that that one's inside for the other one to be outside. Uh, but but it, it's, a, it's a lot to deal with and we're set up for it, right? But it's still a lot to deal with. It's nothing that, you know, oh, it's nothing, don't worry about it. But it's also not, you know, uh, an intact male looked at my intact female who's not in heat and she got knocked up, you know. So people, um, people are weird. Um, but in it, for an intact female to get knocked up, she has to be in heat, okay. So what, what do I mean by this? Because not everybody knows. So, you know, where their tail is and then there's their bum hole, right, and then there's their, their whizzer. Right, halfway between is, like, you'll see it, it gets puffy. Uh, and it, it gets puffy. So they'll, you know, Candy, you can see it a lot more because Candy has that smooth coat. I don't think I got any pictures of it this past time, but next time I'll try to remember to get pictures to show you guys the difference. Um, and then they put off a hormone that smells really, really good. Um, but yeah. Two it, dogs. What? Two boy dogs. No, the girls put off a hormone. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So Nicole says, I didn't know any better 13 years ago. And I had my first dog spayed at five and a half months. That's what the vet recommended. Yep. So that's what happens a lot, Nicole, is the vets will say, when do you want to get them neutered? Or let's get this neuter scheduled. And I've talked to vets who, you know, put it off until they're one, put it off until they're two. But you have to do, and then, of course, through hope, since we're going to be breeding dogs, we've been discussing it. You know, when do we want to neuter these dogs? So if they're with puppy raisers until they're about a year, and then they're with us for six months or more of professional training, 
how do we want to do this? Do we want to neuter them before they come to us? Do we want to neuter them when they're with us? You know, we can't wait until two. You know, if we're hoping that they're being placed around two, you can't neuter them and then place them right away. You know, but we want to make sure that we keep the best, the best ones for the breeding program. So, you know, I think around a year is good. Um, Portia says, I'm going to get Mufasa neutered at a year. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Um, you know, like I said, if you can wait a year, I think you're doing good uh, for females and for males. So females, like I said, it's after that first heat, three months after the first heat, three months after the second heat. Uh, the first heat for Gypsy was, she was a year and a half. So 18 months old. And then the second heat was eight months later. So we didn't know when it was going to be. That's why we did the prelims. So her second heat was in, her first one was in February. Right. Then she turned two. Yeah. In August. And then her, it was in October. And so she's due to come around again in what? Maybe June, you know, maybe April, May, June, somewhere around there. Um, since she was eight months between, I don't know. You know, why did we neuter her now instead of getting it done earlier? Because it just, it finally got done and scheduled. Um, you know, we were going to wait, but we didn't want to have to monkey with it. And since Django's going to get neutered as well, we figured let's just, let's get her done. You know, then I can take her because of whenever it happened. Um, then we, I can take her to, uh, to Silver School. You know, whereas if I would have done it this week, we wouldn't have been able to take her to Silver School which I really wanted to do. Uh, Chloe says, yeah, my vet tried to push a pediatric spay. And I said, I've, I said, no, I've done my research and they keep trying to convince me. It's hard because you want to trust your vet. You do. So you don't know, Chloe, here's why is, well, I've waited. Now my dog is a year and a half or two years old. You might as well have a litter because you know, they're of age and this isn't that bad. And that's not what you want, especially if the dog has issues. Or if the dog hasn't been health tested, you know, if the dog's a good example and can give something to the breed, that's one thing. But if they can't, eek, you know, we don't want to do that. Uh, so, yes, I think all service dogs should be um, neutered. I think having them, um, having them intact gives them... Uh, you know, another, another focus other than you, unless you have a secondary dog, if you have a second dog and this is going to be your backup or the other one can work, your backup dog can work full time while, while your dog's pregnant or in heat. But do you want a chance, you know, if you don't knock up the female, right? If she doesn't get pregnant, you, there's a chance that you, there's something called pyometria, which can kill a dog. So we had one dog in for boot camp, uh, a German Shepherd years ago when we were still in Gainesville. Uh, the German Shepherd was in and she had been sick. So they had postponed it for like three months. Finally, the dog was well enough to go. They got the okay from the vet. So the dog comes in and, and we're about halfway through a little more, three quarters of the way through with this boot camp. And this dog, it was a German Shepherd, young, about two years old, very hard to motivate, um, really blase, didn't care. And you know what happened? I'm like, you know what? She was really down and out today. And I called the owner and I said, I just, I think she needs to go to the vet. You know, like there's nothing really, except she really didn't want to do anything at all today. 
And she said, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm going to be leaving work soon. You know, could you take her to the vet and I can meet you there? And I said, sure, that's not a problem. You know, her vet was pretty close to us. So brought the dog to the vet and she had pyometria and nobody knew it. So she had a raging infection in her hoo-ha and they had to take her to UF for emergency surgery that night. So the dog went with her, you know, went to the UF um, vet school to the emergency room there, had emergency surgery. She recovered. She came to us and it was a total different dog. Instead of being like sad and mopey and hard to motivate, this dog was crazy and out of control and just nutsoid. Happy to be alive. Yeah, I'm happy to be alive. Um, But it was a total different dog. And I just felt so sad that we had trained so much of this dog and we weren't even seeing the real dog because she had been having a raging infection you know maybe it wasn't raging at the time um but that she had 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 this infection that you know we hadn't seen um so that's why you only want to train a healthy dog but you know gypsy i put up a video today of her doing some training now she got spayed on thursday so she had friday saturday sunday monday tuesday so she's been in you know bed rest basically for five days she needs to get out and work so we get her out in the morning and we exercise her by training her uh she's working on some new stuff um she started her scent work uh we're doing the oops pickup which is her favorite you know so we're working on stuff and you know she's technically in recovery um we had rich wash one of her her body suits today we have the shed defender because she hates the cone of shame i hate the cone of shame it's uncomfortable for them and she'll get what had happened to her she gets like a rash or she rubs or something um and she oh she had a gross thing last time we had her in a cone of shame and it was even the blow-up cone of shame because we have one of those too so we um and we had another one and i think we lent it to somebody and never got it back because you can got, get the blow-up cone of shame so i recommend everybody have a blow-up cone of shame a blow-up donut of shame um so whenever you need it you have it but i like this shed defender is working out really well it's keeping it clean uh, you know, Rich checked it out today because he does the medical stuff. I don't do the medical side of things. It's gross. Uh, but, you know, we, we took it off so she could air out a little bit, get the stink blown off of her and brushed her out good uh, and, and you know, change out her onesie. Deb says vets always want to neuter sooner rather than later. Loki gets neutered this week. He'll be two on April 2nd. Uh, I wanted to wait as much as possible. I wanted to help him as much hormone as possible for his hips yep and chloe says i'm definitely planning to get karma spayed after her second heat my vet just looked at me like i was crazy when i told her that she wants to do it at 12 weeks old and she's a german shepherd yep yeah and and that happens so often chloe it's not it's annoying like it really is um but you know if you know what you're doing and you can keep her away like i said, i get people who well, I have an intact female and you have an intact male and i don't want puppies and they play together and they might have puppies well no she's not in heat that's only whenever they're in heat um nicole asked what are my thoughts on an oss or vasectomy i'm not doing that for a couple of reasons one is because we do have intact females and i don't want them smelling good you know, for the dogs who would get frustrated because, like, there's nothing left, if that would happen. Um, and for the males, because they don't, he doesn't need to have those hormones in him. <laughs> you know, he doesn't need to be, like, sexually frustrated with no way of doing it or releasing it. 
Uh, you know, I have a, a trainer friend who has a service dog and I didn't realize this, but whenever he feels the need, she'll take him into the, um, the chill center and, and leave a donation of swimmers. Okay. And I am not doing that with my dogs. It's just not happening. So, you know, we could take there and there's one up the road. There's one about 15 or 20 minutes away, um, called popsicles. <laughs> Love that name. So, you know, we could take him up there and, and, you know, leave a donation or, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. So for people who want to deal with it, like all the more power to you, I'm not, you know, he can't get her pregnant, but he still has, you know, has those hormones that are going to make him act like a jerk. Um, no, they can just snip it, snip it off. Uh, Chloe says, is it true? Females may calm down after they go through heat. I've heard mixed things. I would like to know what you've exceeded in your experience. So they'll, Okay. You want to know the truth, Chloe? The absolute truth. And I see this more with males than with females, but males who have aggression tendencies, okay, or females who have aggression tendencies, I believe this is why they tell you this is so you spay or neuter your dog so you don't pass on those genes. Does it help? I don't know. Um, you know, Finn just had his, um, he was neutered a couple months ago, so he was good for the service dog school that we taught here. And he came out to drop off. He has a pug brother who came into boot camp over the weekend. So Finn was out for that. And I just could not get over how calm he was. He just laid there nicely. And they were here for, I think, about four hours. We were talking and catching up on things. And he just laid there. Like, I was so impressed. You know, he wasn't like half dead or anything. He was just being calm, good, and working. And he actually came up to me to alert. You know, like that was pretty awesome. Rue, we did him. Now it takes about six weeks or so for all the hormones to leave a system. So I remember when we did Rue, uh, you know, like about four, six, eight weeks later, he was really calming down. Uh, Jedi, I spayed her at 10 months old. I wish I would have waited till after she had a heat cycle and seen if it would have calmed her down. Jedi was my German Shepherd. Um, she did have some behavior temperament issues, but it was hereditary so i don't know how much it would have helped um zoe was an adult when they found her and they spayed her and she had puppies so they aborted the puppies um she is the most balanced dog her and holstein man they're the two most balanced dogs um gypsy just loves everybody wants to be their friend so we'll see what happens with her after her spay uh and then you know candy's intact and I haven't had a lot of male dogs. I had Era, Rue, and Django. Those are the three male dogs that I've had. No, it's a minute. So, um, will they calm down to, to go through a heat? I don't know if they'll calm during a heat. But, you know, spay, they usually will calm a bit just because the hormones aren't there anymore. It's kind of like whenever, whenever Aunt Flo is visiting you, right? Um, you know, sometimes you're in a raging mood and... It annoys me so much whenever Rich is like, oh, yeah, it's that time of the month again, huh? And I'm like, shut up. It is not. And then, like, the next day it starts. And I'm like, oh, haha, yeah, you were right. <laughs> so, you know, you figure they probably go through the same things as what we go through with that. And Jeanette says, now since Grace has had her puppies after her heat cycle, she had pseudo-pregnancies. We're waiting now for symptoms to go away for spaying, and moves will be our focus for breeding, hopefully. Oh, well, that's good, but... Yeah, moose will be easier. <laughs> moose, but you're such a good mama, and Jeanette. I'd love to see you breed more. Um, you know, you do so much for them. I know it's a lot of work. 
Uh, but that's where so some breeders will do one a year and some breeders will do as soon as they hit two and get their health clearances, bam, 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 spay because she's done. You know? Uh, my sister's there. That's Robin Taylor's my sister. And she says, Furby's here, Aunt Vicky. Um, what, what, Nicole? So Furby's her bird, and he likes watching us. So, yeah. Um, and Chloe said, um, I had a friend say her German Shepherd was no longer a crazy puppy after her heat was done. Like, she acted more like an adult. I mean, like, have you seen something like that before? Most people spay at six months or under. So most don't go through a heat that I've seen. Um, usually I don't see it at that six to eight month old range from them going from crazy puppy to chill. Usually I'll see it around a year they calm and then around two years old, they'll really calm. So that, that's what I've seen Chloe not really dictated by if they've had, um, their, their parts, their, you know, a heat or anything like that. Um, you know, just more just age. You know, except for the males, too. You know, males removing them. Calm down. Um, Antidote says, I will. I co-own a pup from this last litter that will hopefully work out. Well, that's perfect. Good. Um, and Nicole, yeah, tell me what, what is. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and then, so we have the ginger. Um, and she should come into heat mid-May. Uh, we have Lucy, who should be having her puppies May 2nd, is what we have written down on the calendar. Um, she did tie with um, Seth uh, over at Karen's. So Karen will have the puppies there, and then whenever they're a few weeks old, bring them out here, which means I'll be in at Karen's for a while in May as well, because puppies. But, you know, we'll get them out here too. And uh, then they'll go home. If they're born May 2nd, they'll go home July end of June, end of June's eight weeks, um, because it's before they're gone. Um, Karen and Rich are gone July 1st through the 5th. So they should be placed by then. Um, so we will need puppy raisers, uh, ideally local. If not, if you've done one of my schools, or if you've done the Popo school, if you're a trainer or a person who've done those and you don't live in the area, you would qualify to be a puppy raiser, which is really nice. We had a whole bunch of people at our service dog school the end of February who wanted to do it. Our next one is scheduled for November. Uh, you know, so you can't do it yet, but you could do it after November. Uh, so Lucy has her puppies beginning of May, hopefully. Ginger goes into heat mid-May, which means then Ginger will have puppies June, July, well, five, six, seven. Mid-July, she'll have puppies? No. Yeah. Five, six, seven. Um, so she'll have them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She'll have them right before the other ones go home. Because I'm like, July, that sounds familiar. Um, and then uh, September is whenever they'll be putting their, their puppy homes. Whew. So we might have 20 puppies this year from the two girls. Um, thank you. The internet says Grace will be six in May. It's truly bittersweet, but she was a fantastic mom. Yeah, yeah, and it's six. It's time. You know, we neutered Arrow at six, and that was a, a geriatric neuter, they said. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, no, if it was geriatric, some of the vets wouldn't even touch them. So we had our farm vet come out. I have, like, a whole bunch of vets that I use. I don't just do one for everything. Um, so farm vet came out, Dr. Len, and he neutered them actually in the dog room where we have the love seat now. 
you know, he, he set up over there. So Eric got to be neutered here, which was really nice. It made for an easy time, easy recovery, which was super. Um, Chloe says, do you have people who travel for your training services? Yes. Um, all the time. I have people who travel from out of state. I have people who travel from across the country who come for training, um, even for pet dog stuff, not just service dog stuff which is really nice. And then the people who can't travel because I travel is hard on me. So that's why I don't travel to people's homes and I make them come here instead. Um, we're in Tampa. Oh, that's like my backyard. <laughs> we're like less than an hour. Well, depending on where you're at, we're about an hour from Tampa and you can't find, seem to find a, a service dog trainer. Karma is entirely owner trained so far. So yeah, we do. And then Tampa's like I said, it's not that far. We're up I-75 and before you get to the turnpike. You take the Bushnell exit usually, um, or if you miss that, it's a Lake Panasofsky exit will take you here. Uh, and I have people coming from Tampa, I have people coming from Sarasota, I have people coming from Daytona area, I have people in Jacksonville, um, Gainesville, Ocala, Orlando. We have my people from all over um, who come here to us for training, uh, and it works really nicely. And then we also do video calls too. Uh, we can do one-off calls. Um, or sessions, or we have our packages, and then we have our boot camps. If you want boot camp, which is always the best, because your dog's with us 24-7. You know, our pet boot camp is three weeks long, and our service dog boot camp is five weeks long. So we, we get a lot done, um, and depending on where the dog is, whenever you bring them in, dictates what we work on. But it's always good to have that, um, that other person um, you know, an, another trainer to bounce ideas off of. I have Rich, I have, um, Karen, I have Michael, I have Jackie, I have uh, all the trainers in my network. I have a professional woman dog trainer Facebook group. Um, we have like 2000 people in it. So, you know, I have people I can bounce ideas off of. It's really hard to do it on your own, especially for service dog training. And the hardest part is, these people on, there's a reason I don't go into a lot of the Facebook groups for service dogs, is you don't know who's giving you advice, what their qualifications are, and how much that makes sense. You know, I'm not a vet. Uh, you know, in my opinion, yeah, they need to be spayed or neutered, but I'm not a vet. I'm not, I'm not a vet tech. I've never been one. I've never, mm -mm. I have a great friend who's a vet. Uh, so I ask her stuff all the time. You know, that works out well for me. Um, Chloe says, oh, well, I was thinking you guys were closer to Disney. So we're about 45 to an hour from Orlando and from Tampa. Uh, so it works out well because I like going to Orlando and to Disney and to Universal. But I also like going to Tampa and we need to get to Tampa more. I don't get to Tampa as much as I should. Um, Joy's on here. Perfect timing. Hope all is well with the family. I had a geriatric pregnancy with Katie, Willow's grandma. Yeah, so Willow was here, I want to say it was around two years ago, I think, wasn't it, Joy? Um, she was fantastic. She's a golden. I like goldens when they come in. They're my favorites. Not that the other dogs aren't, but, you know, like goldens. Um, and she says, highly recommend Dream Dogs. Thank you, Joy. Chloe says, I was looking at your boot camp a few months ago, but money is hard. I'm looking for something less, but still effective. So you, we have private training. Um, like I said, you could just do a one-off session if you want to, um, or you can do our online course. So the cheapest that we have is our uh, our online course, and that you can get to from our website, which is Dream K9. 
and the cost on that is 97 a month for 12 months or $997. It is the cheapest service dog program that I know of that includes absolutely everything. I do not break it into piecemeal and say you have to buy this chunk and then this chunk and then this chunk. You just get it all everywhere from start to finish. All the tasks, all the um, service dog skills, all the fun stuff. Um, by somebody who is not only a professional trainer up the wazoo with a bunch of certifications, but has her own service dog. Because I've seen a few of these service dog trainers who are service dog trainers. They don't, they've never been a service dog trainer. They think it's going to be easy. It's not easy. And they, um, you know, anyone can do it. I'll do it. It'll be fun. Like, how hard could it be to train a service dog? What's a service dog? No, stop it. Just stop. Um, so, yeah, so we should be having puppies in two months. Yay. Come on, Lucy. Grow them puppies. Ooh. A gypsy gets to be an ant, which she'll make a good ant. And possibly Zoe gets to be an ant if Zoe's doing well. Um... Django gets to be obnoxious uncle. Rue gets to be the creepy uncle who lives up in the attic or down in the basement. No, he doesn't. He's not allowed to be the troll. Rue is the troll. That exhausts himself all morning and then like 3 o'clock he's like out cold and grumpy and everybody. Right? And then candy. To be candy. Joyce has great places to go and have your dog trained. Visit and see the goats, the chickens, the cows, and the pigs. Yep. Yeah, we're out of pigs right now. We think we want them, but they eat a lot. So I'd like to find somebody who has it. But right now we have freezers full of beef. Um, and then the cows, we're actually talking about placing them whenever we get back. See if we can um, find a home for the last mama that we have. And then we could just go and purchase a steer every year and just do it that way. And Anjanette says, I'm so excited for you. Yeah, so we need to watch puppy culture. So we know what we're doing. Watch it and take notes, uh, which will be fun. It'll be super fun. Uh, you know, I've never bred dogs before. Karen has, which is one of the reasons I'm like, let's do it this way first. That sounds good. Or take off a few weeks and just come out and spend time with us and we can grow puppies. Uh, excuse me. So, uh, so yeah, so your service dog, I believe, should be spayed or neutered whenever they're around a year old. Three months after heat, if you want to breed them, if you want to start up a breeding program, um, then you do need to do all, all of your health testing. You need to look and see what your breed needs. So for Goldens, it's hips, elbows, eyes, and heart. Okay. So hip testing, elbows, eyes, and heart. The eyes have to be done every year. And I'm not sure if the heart has to be done every year. Then there's two types of heart testing. You can do the listen to heart or the echo heart. Uh, you know, which one are you going to do? If you do, the, you know, that that's only so good. You know, you want to do the, um, the other one, you want to do the, the echo heart because then, you know, you know that the dog is good. You know that everything's doing really good. Excuse me. Instead of, you know, I guess it's good. So you want a breeder who goes above and beyond. Genetic testing would be great. 
um, you know, will genetic tests stop the puppies? We're probably going to pen hip the puppies, which means we have to raise up money to cover the cost for pen hipping the puppies, uh, you know, because we want to breed the best of the best. So if we can get the tightest hips and the best temperament, you know, that would be the best to do. And then uh, I'm trying to find here bras by breed. Okay, that's what we need. I'm on the OFA site. If you go to OFA.org and go to diseases and do browse by breed, you're going to come up with what Dobermans need, what Goldens need, and what standard poodles need. Okay, so according to OFA, Goldens are hip through OFA or pen hip, elbow, eyes, and heart. And eyes is the evals annually for the dog's lifetime. And the heart is one of the following, um, 12 months or older, or the advanced cardiac. So Gypsy has all of that. Um, all the puppies have that stuff. All the dogs have that. Doberman is hips through OFA or pen hip, which we have OFA. Um, can you got a good cardiac, um, which has to include echo and halter. So we have the echo. I don't have the halter yet. Um, autoimmune thyroid, OFA eval, we got that on Candy, she's normal. Juan Willie Brands, which is, um, she has that, I don't know if we've registered the results with OFA yet. Working aptitude, I don't have, and then eyes, we still need to do. So we need to do the halter and the echo again, and then we'll do the eyes. But we'll do that probably in a couple months, closer to whenever we're going to breed her, and then we'll do it twice, and then she's good, because that's good for a year. So we were going to do it in January, and we figured mm, we'd hold off. And then for standard poodles, for Roma, what we need is hips, either OFA or pen hip. Eyes, which like I said, I've, I've got an eye guy, you know, in Tampa. Um, and then health elective. So they want one of the following. The thyroid, an SA evaluation by an approved der dermapathologist, and the, or one of the heart exams. So, you know, we can see what, um, which we want to go with, um, or if we want to do all of them, you know, we want to have the best, the healthiest, uh, is always, always what you want is a breeder to go above and beyond like, uh, sweetheart goldens. What Melissa did is her dogs had all passed the listen to heart and we did the echo. So we make sure that we got, you know, the best ones. And actually the one that, one that she was going to send us, Sasha, um, she had a aortic valve, thing. No, I'm not a nurse or a doctor or a vet, right? An aortic valve thing. Uh, so she said, you know, you, you really don't want this one. And I said, well, do you have another one for me? And that's how we got Lucy. And what she did is she spayed Sasha and she put her in a pet home instead of breeding her. Now she passed her hip, her, her, her heart, the listen to heart she passed, but you go above and beyond. And Jeanette says, do more than you think you need. Yep. And then only once for the heart. Yep. So, yeah, so you have those, you know, um, what is it that you're going to do? How, how is this going to better the breed? Uh, and as I, as I mentioned, people get tired of hearing it, but for Gypsy, she cost 3000 to get the full registration and we just paid her. We didn't get a refund for the difference that we paid to get the full registration, but with her having mild dysplastic hips, <clears throat> the vet said she's good enough to continue working as a service dog. But that's not what we want to breed. And so she got spayed. Now, if I would have put $15,000 into a, a championship for show for her, you know, because I'd already put, I don't know how much into health testing for her. 
you know, and then of course all the service dog training that she's had. But, you know, what are you going to do? You can't say, oh, well, you know, and you actually can when you're filling out paperwork for getting your OFAs. There's something you have to initial that says if the results are bad, you still want to release them. And I always initial it because I'm like, yeah, release them. Like that wasn't my breeding. Uh, You know, that was uh, a breeder up in Atlanta that we had got her from, a very reputable good breeder. And she had hip dysplasia at not even two and a half years old because she's two and a half years old now. So that was a few months ago. You know, what you going to do? You know, but if you have money sunk into it, you might want to do that. Listen to heart instead of the echo. You know, you might want to take that prelim and run with it. But it's not, you know, if it wouldn't have been for that, we wouldn't have got the goldens that we got in for hope. So, you know, we wouldn't be having two litters of puppies this year just for hope. Oh, and that's, depending on um, um, what's your girl's name karma Um, depending on her age and everything else uh, you know if you're looking for something a little bit more oh my goodness guys I'm so sorry this time change bugs me every single year the other one's not bad because I just get an extra hour of sleep and then I'm up at like six instead of seven this one's terrible it's like nine o'clock in the morning and I'm like I want to sleep longer you know it's really eight o'clock and I'm usually up at six o'clock, but it doesn't matter. Like I get so screwed up with this time change every year. And the older I get, the worse it gets. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, you want, you want what's best and, uh, we're, we're excited. You know, everything happens for a reason. Uh, we're going to be having puppies. So we're going to need puppy raisers. We're going to need <coughs> one of the things that we're going to offer is uh, for people who don't live around or maybe people who want pet puppies uh, from a good breeder who's breeding for service dogs, who's doing the early neurological stimulation, who's doing puppy culture, who's raising them in Nipopo. You know, you can purchase a puppy just outright. You can do our service puppy program and our service puppy program is the puppy and all the training. Prices are up on HopeServiceDogs.org. Check it out. Rich, do you have anything to add? Oh, supplements. We can talk about supplements too. Rich doesn't want to be on video right now. He just wants to add those two cents every now and then. Oh, I, I did. I was just, uh, there was this notebook and I was going through the pages to see like what scribbles we made that were actually keepable and what ones were just scribbles. Yeah. And um, I've got certain dates for all the dogs. And I'm trying to figure out what they were. I'm only guessing that you made a calendar of what year is all the way up to 2026 that they will be. Um, for 2022, well, let me see. they will be in heat. Is that what that is? No, honey, this. Yeah. Can I Actually, it is. So, yeah, we had, we were trying to figure out if we were going to take our carports in the back and extend out the pavement and put a kennel up there. Keep this. So, if Lucy has puppies, say she has eight puppies and we keep four of them. You know how many puppies we have going in at these different times, and then we were getting into a battle over who could draw the best kennel and what whose idea was the best. So that's that's what we do in our fun time. So the best kennel battle. The best kennel battle. Well, I want to have. Wanna we want to have, have good kennels, not just kennels. And there's a whole different set of insurance for kennels and coding and all this stuff. So. Um, so maybe we should have built structure outdoor kennels, or maybe we should not have them. 
yeah, this is what we've been discussing lately is how we're going to be doing kennels. Because whenever the dogs come back, we need a place to put them too. Yeah. Um, and people have been advertising metal buildings all over and we've got these two great carports and we can get rid of those sheds. But anyway. Yep. Um, uh, I told you, gosh, this is this is crazy how tired I am. And before before silver, before we go for silver, we have to make a list of what, or I have to make a list real quick. Uh, make a list. What they do while we're gone. Or what to do long. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do before. Yeah, Karen's coming out here, which is nice. Yeah. Luke, stay in, and All then right, Autumn will be coming out. Okay, okay, well, you yeah. still have to write it down. Yeah. Um, supplements. So we have ours on Nupro, N-U-P-R-O, gold. Only because we bought gold. Once we're done with that, we're buying silver because silver has glucosamine in it. Um, Gypsy, because of her hips. Zoe, because of her hips. Um, they're both on glucosamine supplements. Our other ones could be as well. Um, it's not going to hurt to have them on a glucosamine supplement, even Django at a year old. And you want to watch and see how much glucosamines it has. Uh, we're on Purina Pro Plan Focus, which is bigger kibbles, and it has some glucosamine in it as well. And then we also have glucosamine, um, something flex, glucoflex. Ah. Glucoflex 3 has the most. Um, the wafers have more than the soft chews, even though the dogs like the soft chews better. They're fine with the wafers, what is which the just breaks medicine? the wafers in half. The real one that's like liquid medicine that you give two capsules. I don't know. That's what um, Teresa brought over. I'm not sure what the name of it is. It's the stuff in there. Um, so we have that as well. So, you know, they get the glucosamine. Um, you can do like a vitamin, you know, if you want to do vitamin for the dogs. Um, I love the Nupro. Uh, Karen has them on like a stud happy in a bitch formula uh so you know we're we're trying to really soup them up so they do amazing and they have amazing puppies and you know here's hoping yay she said march 31st we can test lucy and see if she's knocked up but we won't know how many puppies is it going to be two puppies or is it going to be 12 puppies or is it going to be somewhere in between we don't know no idea okay um, but that's it, and I keep yawning, so I'm going to sign off for today. Uh, now, next week, we are going to be at Silver School. So I don't know if we're going to be here on next week, uh, especially if I bring my laptop. It's one thing. If I don't bring my laptop, you know, then we're just on the phone, so we'd be under Victoria Warfel. No group class on Saturday. No group class this weekend or next weekend. So the 14th and the 21st, we are not doing group. And I don't know if we'll do it the 28th. We are scheduled to, but with um, that stupid thing that everyone is staying home and buying toilet paper for. I don't know if we will or not. We'll see what's going on then. Why toilet paper? Oh, well, okay. I see because flu symptoms. I get it. But, um, uh... No, because everyone's buying toilet paper. There was a, uh, a video that somebody had shot in another country because they talked funny where these women have just like this cart full of just toilet paper. And one woman's like, you took all the toilet paper. I need toilet paper. And she's trying to grab it from the cart and they're starting to beat her up. I'm like, dude, I'd, I'd grab don't, toilet don't paper from somebody over, else's don't cart. Don't over toilet paper. Well, don't steal all the toilet paper. Well, they go to another store or something. So they're like, you know, no, you can only buy like one roll of toilet paper because there needs to be toilet paper for everybody. What do you expect them to use? Leaves well, and sticks? No, I mean, because you know why she bought all the toilet paper, right? So she can sell it for profit? Yeah. So she can sell $10 a roll. Huh? So you know the coolest thing? 
is we stocked up on toilet paper beforehand, before the school. We stocked up on toilet paper, hand soap, and sanitizer, which I rarely have sanitizer in the house. Hand sanitizer, because I don't use it all that much. Well, we've got all kinds of sanitizers and cleaners, so hand sanitizer is kind of extra. We didn't get wipes, but that's the only thing we didn't buy, but we bought it for the school. And then it turns out, like, afterwards, I kind of want to, like, set up a stand or, like, put them up for auction. And say, like, I have this. It has, like, probably five pumps removed of the hand sanitizer. How much will you give me for it? Give Mama a new puppy. Give Mama a new puppy. No more new puppies. <laughs> How about this toilet paper? Toilet paper. Maybe we can get a new car for toilet paper. A whole thing of toilet paper? For a new car. Well, when the, uh, when the coronavirus turns into, like, the zombie apocalypse, then we'll be, then with all that extra toilet paper, it'll come in handy, won't it? How? I don't know. Because you could dress up like a mummy. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. It's disguise. Yeah. yeah so, come Halloween, I'll let toilet paper will be a great mummy costume. Then who will be the idiot? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to wonder if all the Kleenex and all the paper towels are also out of stock or if it's just the toilet paper. <coughs> they do that for water. And then they try to... Tur- oh, yeah, and we have a bunch of water, too, because we had bought... How many? We have, like, six cases of water that we had bought for the service dog school, thinking if everyone has three waters a day, you know, this we're still going to need to buy more, and we have six cases left. So Vicky isn't very good at judging numbers. Yeah. How many cases do we need for one day? A thousand! No, not a thousand. I don't know. So that's why Vicky doesn't go shopping and stockpiling, because she's good at stockpiling. Yeah. yeah but, you know, I get it honestly. My grandpa would do that. He had a whole closet in his house full of toilet paper and then um he had a whole pantry like a walk-in pantry and he had so much canned goods and paper goods and so whenever he died we went to this is the grandpa you didn't meet um, my Did mom's dad a big banquet and then have everyone over and just wipe it all out no whenever he died we went we went down to freeport for the funeral and we're staying in his house because it was empty right and uh, so because it was my mom my dad my brother my sister and i so there was five of us so you know we we you know took over the whole house and he had like a box of cereal so we opened up the cereal and it was all like weevils and maggots and stuff in there like everything had gone bad all the box stuff had gone bad the canned stuff was still good but you know he had stockpiled this is the grandpa rich who would buy um baseball cards by the box you know so he made sure he got all the good ones so he just buy like a box of baseball cards that's how you're supposed to actually buy and he's also the grandpa who had cemented in his whole backyard that's where okay. I, I get a lot of my stuff from, if you haven't been able to tell. From the crazy grandpa? From crazy grandpa. Yeah, no, well, he wasn't. He was well, yeah, good. Keep, that was my I Polish mean, grandpa. You can keep dry goods for, for years. Years and years. So how serious no, it must have been. And I then mean, you look at the expiration dates on it. And, and So this is also the same house that we had the air freshener fight in. Um, so mom and dad had gone off to do something and had taken Zach because he was so young. So Kristen, Brandy were there and me and Robin were there and we're running through the house. We had found air freshener cans and we're spraying each other with air fresheners and we're having air freshener battles through his house. Okay. Yeah, we had a fun childhood. This is the same grandpa that would feed us SpaghettiOs and lunch meat for lunch whenever we'd walk down after school because he was like two blocks away from the school. So we, we you could walk home from lunch at Freeport, you know, whenever I was a kid. So we'd walk down the hill to him because my parents lived over in Laneville, so we couldn't get over there. You know, I like almost every food. Except for SpaghettiOs. Except SpaghettiOs. I know you do. We had, we had neighbors that, I don't know why it is, actually. Okay. But um, uh, SpaghettiOs are my kryptonite. They're, yeah, they're he hates SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs. And they don't have gluten-free SpaghettiOs, as far as I know. So I can't do SpaghettiOs anymore. 
Unless I want to die. Not spaghetti hose. Do not. So anyway, um, next week, I don't know if, if I'll bring the laptop, if we'll be able to do any Facebook lives or if we're going to be too busy studying um, because we are staying in what I affectionately call the frat house, um, you know, with four other people with us. Uh, you know, if we'll be too busy studying and having study groups and having people over for study groups that we'll be able to do anything or not. Um, Gypsy will be there. It's always fun whenever you travel with your service dog. It kind of cuts off the partying. Um, but we will be back the, in at least two weeks, at the, at the very least. Um, but no group this weekend. So check out dreamk9.com. Check out hopeservicedogs.org. Check out our Instagrams, our YouTubes. I have been putting so many clips and stuff up on Instagrams, up on you know YouTube. I've been putting up some new videos showing some of what we've been working on. So make sure that you do it and you have them turn on notifications so you can see what's going on. A lot of questions about the box. So we'll probably do some box videos uh, showing you how to get started with it. Uh, because you need to know this stuff. And a lot of people are asking, so I'm going to start telling them they need to do a private session. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So that's what's going on with us. Blake is on. Blake, if you are still on, I am so proud of you, girl. I see that you and uh, Melba's owner are doing a service dog workshop, and that is totally awesome. It is May something. It's about two months away up in Hilton Head, South Carolina, I think. But yeah, ask Blake. She can help you with that. So if you're up in that area, you can go there and learn about service dogs and find out what's going on. Um, so that'll be super. Otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Remember, like, rate, share, subscribe. Tell all your friends, tell all your family, tell all your enemies about how awesome and that they need to listen to this too. And then turn on notifications so you can get them. See ya.